Injectors Uncut, a behind-the-scenes insight into the world of aesthetics. With your hosts, Yacinta and Larissa. I'm Larissa, registered nurse. Where'd you come from? I don't know. What does that mean? Where'd you come from? Where I started. Where did you go? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, yeah, where, where, where are you from? Where'd you start? What's up? I work in Sydney. I have a clinic, yep. cosmetic clinic. I started off in ED and dermatology. I worked as a practice nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked as a practice nurse. We did fun stuff. I actually missed that job. Like Dr. P- Dr. Pimple Popper. I love all that. It was actually really good. Like all good. the technical stuff like sutures and Yeah, it was really fun. Staples. Because every 10 minutes was very different. So we did like. And always really interesting as well. You're like, oh, that's. Yeah, and there's like diseases and stuff that you'd never think would fall under derm, but it does. Like what? Like, I don't know if it's ex- too explicit for here, but like internal vaginal stuff because it's still technically still, skin. Yeah. So, yeah, there'd be like gyne stuff we'd do. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would recommend anyone that likes skin and procedural work to get into dermatology. I really wanted to. Yeah, it's it's a good it's a good field, and every day is different, and there's so many avenues. Like depending on what the derm does that you work for, the, so like my old boss, he did a bit of everything. He did a bit of cosmetic dermatology. He did um, skin cancer, like your general skin checks. That's what I've told people wanting to get into our industry. I'm like, honestly, you know, you're probably not going to get a job right now. No one's going to train you right now. No. But I'm like, you can go into those smaller things, or yeah, like a dermatology practice, and yeah, and that's a good segue in. Oh, definitely. In a way. I learned majority of the anatomy I know there mm. because it's so intricate. And I was lucky enough for him to be actually doing injectables. So I used to like assist him mm. and eventually I started doing it. I started off on just doing like basic talks, glabella, that's all. A little bit of glab. A bit of glab. Um, glab from glab to fab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it just excelled from there. Do you know we used to do nasolabials with the puncture technique? What's a puncture technique? So straight in with the needle along the nasolabial fold. There was no cannulas back then. There was nothing. You just go straight in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like to think how high risk that is, I would never do that now. Like never. I mean. Oh, come on. When are you going to be considering putting a needle straight into the facial artery? Well, I wouldn't go, obviously. I wouldn't be like, oh, look at that nasolabial fold. Wouldn't it be a shame if I just stuck a needle in your artery? <laughs> but some people, like, I do find that you do get slightly, like, I don't know. It's a fine line between getting really good results with the needle in the nasolabial. Yeah. I know, like, you crosshatch look, it a bit. It's, it's, there's something. Superficially, yeah. Yeah, no super, super, super. But this was, like, straight down. Yeah, no, never, I'd never dermis. go deep. No. I mean, it's like doing a piriform foster injection all the way through. Yeah. Very high no. risk. I w- no. Yeah, so I started there and then, like, you feel very limited as a practice nurse because you, you want more. And I really like the injectables and I wanted to do it, like, all the time, full time. But that's a good thing. Like, you, like I feel like it's similar to, like, when people go and do, do med. Like, they go in and they, they're like, I don't know what, what I want to specialise in. But then once they get in there, they work in all these different areas and they're like, that's the one. That's yeah, for I sure. Like. You figure but it out. you don't out. know until you, you until do you it. Until you tried it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I left there and then I freelanced a little bit. I don't know if you call it that. Okay. Solo. Had my little suitcase. Yeah. 
I wouldn't do that now. Very impractical. Yeah, I was. T- we were talking about it. So we were away for our conference this week. Yeah, uh, and I was talking about it then. I was like, I need my controlled environment now. Yeah, like I can't. I can't stress enough how good a controlled 100%. environment is. Like our job is chaotic enough. There's so many unknowns, and I'm like, if you can just reduce the amount of like uh, variables or yeah, variables know, like that sort of thing. Hundred percent. I want to know what drawer has what. Yeah. When I turn around, I want yep. to know that that's right there. Yeah, and everything's laid out. You've got it all clean. You've got your areas. It's just less stressful. Way less. Yeah. So then I did that for a little bit, and then I quickly figured out it was probably not ideal. Mm. Then I worked at a couple of clinics, um, and then. I, like everywhere I worked was great, but they would always have like one thing missing, or yeah. I'd always think to myself, "Oh, I could probably do that." But that's the thing. better. That's like I think, and I said it from when I started injecting. Well, when I decided to open my clinic, like it, it was such a good experience working out of all these different salons and clinics and things like oh, yeah. that because you got to see, "Oh, this works. This doesn't work." And yeah, you sort of got to find, okay, like I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to do this. Yeah, you kind of get to perfect your process your policies yeah so then when I had like reached capacity I'd say doing all that I decided no I'm just gonna do it myself full time the way I like it like even down to the way the drawers are Mm. just everything my my way to make my life as easy as possible when I'm treating Mm. so then I opened I've had my clinic now I think four years four years full-time injecting and now I'm ready for a bigger location because they've outgrown the one I've got. Just growing. So just fast flourishing. though. Like, like the years just fly by. Yeah, they do. It's crazy. We're two, I'm two years next week. In the, where you are now? In the clinic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Like what? Yeah. Bizarre. How's that been two years? Yeah. But we dealt with COVID. And I know you like that's why I feel like we lost a lot of that. <laughs> but I feel like that's, that was so stressful. It's horrible. It's horrible. Fucked. Yeah. So what about you? Where did you start? Well, I'm from Brisbane originally. Um, so I did uni up there and then um, came to Sydney. I was working in a cosmetic surgery clinic and um, then ended up getting a job injecting. Um, oh, yeah. And that was originally like working for them, but it was still freelancing. So I was still going out to clinics and stuff like that. Um, and then after like three or four months, I was like, no, I'm going to freelance as well. And so then I went and got a lot of my own clinics. And then um, <laughs> eventually I had like 15 clinics that I'd rotate over a two-week basis. 15? 15. That's Do you know how much crazy. money I was spending on tolls in Sydney? I can imagine. I'd work all the way down to like Campbelltown, all the way out to like Mount Druitt, and then Whoa. all the way up to like Warrywood. I would work everywhere yeah but you know what that's what you got to do in the start you got to that's really how you get, get your, your name, name out, out there. yeah you have to otherwise yeah you can't wait for the clients to come to you no Good and luck. that's the thing like every every salon or clinic that i reckon there's like a limit on how many clients i can give you so that's why you need to spread your wings because then you go and find all different clients everywhere else yeah because you know every place has kind of a capacity on who's going to want it and 100 percent. it's not for everybody no and it's very hard to find enough work to work full time in our field. Very. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. Like, no. Well, <laughs> both like anti wrinkle lasts like three to four months, and then fillers are six months, a year, two years. So 
you know, some people you're seeing once a year. They're the once a year client. They that's come right. back for their one lips or whatever and yep. that's it. And then you've got your people that come in every six months. They're like, oh, my anti-wrinkle lasts me six months. You're like, mm, it probably wore off two months ago, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, like, the volume sure. of clients you need is, like, astronomical yeah. to keep yourself busy. Yeah. I'd say you need at least two to 3,000 active clients in yeah. rotation. Yeah. To have your books full yeah. for four to five days of the week. And that takes years to build. Yeah. Years because like people have different injecting styles that they like and there's also just personality clashes. Correct. Like not everyone's for everyone. It no, takes everyone a lot of time. Like you've got your people that ask a lot of questions and they like being really thorough and they're gonna love an injector that's super, super thorough and yeah. like blah blah blah. And then they're gonna want and then other people are gonna want someone that is a little bit more laid back or that they can go and have fun. And so it's just about finding Trial and error. that you like and trust and yeah. Yeah. It took me, Episodes. I'd say a good two years to have a consistent kind of yeah. schedule yeah. with my clients, patients. Yeah. It's not, it's not a quick process. I no. think it's harder than if you were to say like do, I don't know, makeup or hair or something. Yeah. One, our services are a lot more expensive. They're very expensive. They're a medical procedure. They're a medical procedure. It's not for everyone. No. And I think like when we started, there's probably a lot more taboo about it than there is now. So it was harder yeah. to get people to even just listen to you. But I was working out of 15 clinics over like a two-week basis. So then I just started kind of cu- cutting back and, you know, I'd pick which clinics were doing the best and sort of cut the rest. So I consolidated. And then um, uh, it was... After the first lockdown, I think I I think when COVID hit, I was deciding whether I was going to make a, an aftercare product because there wasn't back then there wasn't really anything. Yeah, like an we used to be like cream. go get Arnica. Yeah, yeah. So I started talking to companies to develop one and blah blah blah, and then I found out someone that I might that I knew was probably doing one, and so I got told not to, and I was like, okay, I was really upset. Oh, and then I was like, all right, well. I don't know. And then um, when we came out of that first lockdown, I was like, we were obviously so busy. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, okay, now's the time. So I started looking at commercial real estate and I just sort of would look once a week and have a little squeeze. And then you know how you just have that like idea in your head? Like if I had a clinic, it would look like this and it would have two big double windows and I'd have my curtains and this and that. And then all of a sudden this one place just popped up and I was like, that's the one. That's good, manifesting. Yeah, I fully <laughs> I fully manifested it and um, everything just worked out. So I think I took over in uh, March. I signed the papers in January. I took over in March. That would must have been – Yeah, and then I'm it so was off June, with July. My years, but is it, it was June, July, I think, when the – the lockdown started. So that was so, so. Then lockdown must have been twenty twenty. Yeah, it was like okay, the and then, end so of then I opened the clinic twenty one. Yes, because yeah. it's two years in June was yeah, when yeah. I opened the doors. Yeah, that's right. And then two days later, we went into lockdown for four months. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> to think Good. that that happened now is wild. Like we actually weren't allowed to go to work. Like so. Weird. Well, I still went to work. Yeah, I just went sat there. Yeah, but like to see patients. Yeah, no. Wasn't allowed. No. So weird. Did you think when you were considering doing this as a job, how it is now? Is it what you pictured? Like back then? Oh, I don't know. I'd say no. 
Probably not. I thought I didn't realize how like it's stressful. Yeah, very much so. Really stressful. I think because I started off with a boss, like I worked under a doctor directly. Yeah. A lot of it fell back on him. Yeah. So I didn't feel the brunt of the stress. For example, mm. I wasn't having to think about complications late at night. They'd go to like the office staff and yeah. then they'd alert the doctor. You yeah. know? And now like because I've got like you, you've had injectors work for you. Now that when you actually then have someone work for you, you're like, fuck, it's worse. I'm responsible for what you do. Yeah. And your complications. And, you, and it's like, oh. Yeah. And then God, you, you're up at night hoping hoping they did the best. Yeah. Like did, it, they, did they check all the boxes? Yeah, and I still, I'll still be like, did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah. Did you? You become kind of a bit of a micromanager. Double check the notes. You're like, what's that? That's wrong. Yeah. That That's wrong. not enough detail. What's that? Yeah, you become a bit of a micromanager. And not because you don't trust people, but because it's there's so much on the line. No, but like the thing is, and the thing that I've stressed is I'm like, there's so much uncontrolled stuff that, you know, you need to make sure you do everything right and do everything the same each way in the sense that like, so then you don't skip things or you don't Correct. make mistakes. It becomes routine. Yeah. It becomes a habit That's how you to build be routine. consistent. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, have a little checklist. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. I'm a big fan of a, a checklist and a protocol. Same. That's Virgos. Yeah. It's a Virgo thing. Fully. Control for Organization. Yeah. Military Nation. precision. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I don't think what I imagine this job to be, it, it's not what it is in any way, shape or form. No. I feel like I'm a psychologist more than I'm a nurse half God, the time. I know. Oh my God, everyone, like, yeah. I love it though. And I love that I have that relationship with my clients. Like, I, I'm very open as well. So I'll talk to them about things going on in my life and they'll do the same thing with me. And I love it. Like, I've built such good relationships with my clients that I've been seeing for like seven years. Yeah. They become and I love like, it. Like, now with obviously what's going on with me, like, everyone is so excited. Yeah, for sure. They're like, oh my God, we can't wait. It becomes like this a little amazing. community. Yeah. And then and I love so when cute. clients run into each other outside of the clinic. And the funny thing is, it's as well, it's from people from such, like, people you wouldn't normally be friends with. Yeah. That's what I love. Like, like people all walks random. of life, different ages. You're like, this is amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty good job. Yeah, you learn you learn about a lot. You learn a lot about people and about everything. Life. Life. Yeah, I think I've learned some of my biggest lessons through my clients. I feel so much wiser now. <laughs> oh, for sure. I've been exposed to every kind of situation that you could ever imagine. From yeah. divorce to birth to like any, yep. any situation that can happen. Oh, I've just got learn. like forensic scientists and then I've got like detectives and then I've got what what else like I've got like I just tell yeah, me everything. everything tell me all about your job I want to know it's interesting how our work attracts everyone and anyone yeah it's the not just child. teachers yeah like literally oh, so many everything and school teachers do you get a lot of school teachers Heaps. do you know what I get it's stressed out by them kids I'm like tax them I have a lot of patients that work for New South Wales Health I've got policies. a few too, and then I get stressed. Yeah. I'm like, oh, they're in here judging but me. But then they're so cool, <laughs> calm, collected. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are writing the rules. These are so like stress free. Yeah. Huh? Doesn't make sense. You'd think they'd be like government jobs, judges or something. Judges. You know, like in a court, you'd be like very stern, but they're not. They're just like, yeah. Definitely isn't what I thought. Business. I isn't guess. What like, I, thought. I guess. That, and we've spoken about this before. The longer you inject, the more you realise how little you know 100%. and how, like, when you first start injecting, like... There's this false confidence. People, they're so confident. You're, like, cocky. You're, like, I know how to do lips. Yeah. And you're, like, 
Wow. Give me that now we step back and we go, fuck, I've got so much to learn. Puncture technique in the nasolabial. <sighs> we thought that was elite. Now yep. look at us using a cannula and sweating. I know. <laughs> and like when you just used to be like, oh, we'll just do this one area of your face. Look, it's stunning. And the rest is like great. Like now <laughs> we look at more that? like the full face. Why did we think that was good? I don't know. We'd be like, well, to fix your face, you're going to need your cheeks done. And there wasn't, I mean, it was just lips, cheeks, lips, cheeks back then. There yeah, was no. It wasn't. There wasn't any there was chin. There wasn't any jaw. There wasn't really any masseters. Like, not really. It's a lot more symmetry, balance, harmony. Yeah, a full facial. Face, um, or as I like yeah, to call it, my full face approach. Quick plug. Full face. Business is not what I thought it would be. All I do is pay for stuff. I hate it. I didn't think it'd be like that. I thought I'd just pay my insurance for the year, pay the rent and you're done. But no, there is so many expenses. There's so many like sudden payments that come through. Like forms. Paperwork. Yeah, what's with the paperwork? paperwork. And like shit that you need to know. People are always asking you for things. And I'm like, I don't don't know. know I don't know where that form is from two years ago. I think that once you sign up for an ABN, they should do like a quick crash course of everything you need to know from this point going forward. I think they send you emails, but I don't read emails. They don't send emails. I'm pretty sure I got emails. What? About how to do bass or what is bass? Yeah, I still don't know how to do that. My dad used to do it. Bane of my existence. Now my bookkeepers do it. Yeah, my bookkeeper does it all. She's on payroll. I want to stress about that as well as patients, as well as a business. Nah, but that's the thing. That's how people burn out is they don't delegate things. Oh, yeah. That's very important skill to learn. It is. Delegation. Can't do any- and it's also like a, a good thing is identifying your strengths and weaknesses. So, like, I know I'm not good at lax. Oh, really bad at that. I don't even know. Really bad at that. Uh, tax, like, I'm not very I, – I, Instagram that gives me a lot of anxiety, so I don't like managing that. Socials? Socials. Yeah, I don't heavily. Do it. So I outsourced Same. that fairly quickly. And you know what? That was a big change in the game for me. For sure. Um, but I think if you can focus your energy on, like, what your your strong points are, then that's that's when things start to change and, and, and you can, like, grow a lot faster and get the other people – to do the other stuff that you don't like or you're not good at. Well, I just don't think it's – you can't wear every hat. No. You can't be an accountant, marketing Never sleep. Have like, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of delegating. Yeah, If same. I can't do it, I'm happy to give it to someone who can and just yeah. – Absolutely. Off my plate. See ya. The less on my plate, the better my work is. Yeah. I just – I'm good at injecting. I'm a nurse. Me too. That's what I want to do. I'm I don't want to be worrying <laughs> about my zero at the end of the day and – I don't want to be worrying about, oh, what's my Instagram doing in this and that? What are I the just, insights looking like? Have you renewed this? Have you done that? I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm a big fan of delegating. Yeah. I think any business owner, it's super important to have a strong support system. Mm, absolutely. It's not something for the faint-hearted, hey. It's no. very stressful. It is. And not knowing what next week will be and not yep. having a steady income. Like at this point, I do now, but at the start, every week was. Well, yeah, oh my you God. shouldn't be opening a clinic or even thinking about doing that if it's not fair, like reasonably steady to the point where, like, your quietest week, you can still pay, pay everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. where it is it is steady for something that's not steady. But then, like, how. I don't think most people have the opportunity that we had to actually work before committing to a, like, brick and mortar clinic, you know? Yeah. I think I mean, we got in like at a good I, time. 
I think now the market is so saturated that to become like a freelance mobile injector. I think people don't want to put the work in. True. Like, I don't think that they realised what we had to do back then. Like, Hustle. we were calling clinic, cold calling them. Hey, do you have an injector? Oh, you do. do you want okay, one? never mind. All right, sweet. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. All right, I'll be there next week. Like, I did not miss doing I that. I just go on Google and be like, uh, yes, that looks like a good area. Uh-huh, it's like cool. they have a room. Sweet. Yeah, that looks all right. <laughs> and then you get there and you're like, oh, what have I done? It's a bit dirty here. I don't know. We had the idea of a podcast because me and Yacinta, I'd say we're actually competitors, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we, I would. We, that's what makes it, but that's what's great. That's is why there's we want so these. many nasty people in our industry that would be like, oh, fuck that bitch. Yeah, I don't want to like, work with uh, her. I would never. But I guess like the nice thing between you and I, like we, we, we were friends on Instagram for like ages. ages. I just and I don't know where from. Yeah, I don't we know. We just it was became random. friends. Yeah. And you would think like, and we were always super honest with each other, but you would think that any, like, and I, a lot of people in the industry would, wouldn't, wouldn't be like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what like, it they is. They just see people as competition and it's yeah. like, oh, we're all, doing we're the all same in thing. this together. We're all doing, we all have the same struggles. Yeah. Just build a community. It does. So I think that's but you don't why own clients, and that's what I think people forget. Yeah. You don't own them. They get man. very possessive over it and get really upset. I mean, I've had so many clients that have walked through my door that have said they visited you, yeah, and I say vice versa, right? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't bother me. No. I don't really care. Unless the podcast was, we just wanted to like have conversations around what we notice, what we struggle with. Well, the, and there's only seems to be a few other people out there doing it, and I don't know from the few that I've heard. I just feel like we're different. Yeah. We're a lot more laid back. I think we're a little bit more real. <laughs> and we're not going to sit there and be like, this is, um, this, so this is the anti wrinkle one. There is a few ones that are a bit scientific. Yeah. So this is a bit of all the worlds. Uncut. 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 Ta-da. We, we kind of just wanted to, I guess, bring a different take on it. A very raw, raw, uncut. Nurse perspective. Nurse perspective. Take on from I two competitors, yeah. How funny is two that? people out there fighting tooth and nail? Not quite <laughs> in the field on the battlefield. Realities of this, realities, yeah. I'd assume a lot of young young nurses trying to find information out there. This is probably a good source, probably a more like unrealistic source, yeah. It's like not as glamorous not, as not you think, like this job. airbrushed, yeah. Sugar-coated. Yeah, not sugar-coated. It's just... The real deal. Yeah.